Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Dominator's back, folks. It is Sunday, fun day, and we are drafting tonight. Billy Musio and the Podfather. We were blessed, Matt, and we got the one hole tonight in this draft. Mm. I'm excited for us to kick this thing off, get it rocking and rolling, just have a little fun tonight and, and draft a little FFPC best ball. How you doing? I love the FFPC. I love fantasy drafts. I love best ball. I love August. I love the NFL. I love everything. I love the 101. It's baby. the way you, if you have so much Jamar Chase, right? Because he's there at the 102, 103, 104 sometimes. So you could just, you just get Jefferson. This is the only way you get Jefferson. He's got to get the 101s. This is how you can load up on as much Jefferson as you can possibly. I wish I could get more Jefferson. But the problem is you can't really get more than, say, 15% Jefferson because you have to have the 101. Yeah, very rarely does he go 102. I was blessed one day and got him at the 103 because somebody went Kelsey and Jamar Chase. And so it then at that point, now you can usually get a pretty unique team because it doesn't happen very often. So you don't need to reach that far ahead to grab somebody who is maybe going to go in the middle or to um, the early part of round three that you want to maybe push up and get onto the lineup and maybe somebody falls in round two. So anytime that you get Justin Jefferson or a chance to get Justin Jefferson, in these drafts, you just need to lock it in because, as Matt mentioned, you can get Jamar Chase, Kelsey, McCaffrey, and anyone thereafter at the two, three, four, and even five holes sometimes. It's great. So it goes Jefferson, Chase, Kelsey, right? And that's that's pretty standard. I mean, the, the way you would get Chase at the 104 or even the 105 is McCaffrey, Eckler, Kelsey all go before him. So that, that has been done. 105 chase is certainly in the range of outcomes for any given draft, though highly unlikely. Justin Jefferson, the absolute latest you would ever get him is 103, as you mentioned. So you just got to go Jefferson here. And the more chase and Jefferson, Jefferson and chase you can possibly acquire, the better. Now, Cooper Cup goes to the 106. And this is fascinating because I'm conflicted. I typically avoid injured players in August. If you're not practicing, if you have a severe soft tissue injury in preseason, in training camp, I don't want anything to do with you. I just don't just say no. There's so many healthy players say no to the injured ones, but this one's tough, man. Cooper cups, a tough one. It is a tough one because we know when he's healthy, he's one of, if not the best receiver in football. We know there's not a lot of other options inside of this receiving core either. I, I mean, we're talking about the likes of Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua. I mean, it just gets disgusting. It's it's disgusting right, right, right away, right? Even Higby is disgusting. I know we like Higby because the, the opportunities, the, the targets are going to be there. But my God, man, it's not like they're going to be winning. It's not like the Rams have an elite defense. So they're going to be throwing to stay in games. Yeah. The soft tissue is always a little scary. And then on top of it, we know that cup just hasn't, you know, been the healthiest in his career has always played a little bit banged up. I mean, outside his 2021 campaign where he was the wide receiver one of football, 
he's missed games every single year, either thereafter or before. Um, you know, he played 15 games his rookie year, eight games in 2018 when he injured his knee, and then he played 16 games, 15 games, 17 in 2021, like we mentioned, and then nine last year. So it's always a little scary when we see Cooper Cup's name on the injury report. And it's not like he's getting any younger. He just just turned 30, and his quarterback is always played a little banged up last year as well. So it's definitely on my radar, something I'm going to be watching and listening to from the beat writers because um, it's one of those things where if if he doesn't if he doesn't get on the field soon, or if it maybe it lingers like a lot of soft tissue issues do, then we might start bumping him down in the rankings. But uh, it's just hard to bump him down too far because it's Cooper freaking Cup, and we know what he's capable of doing. But at this point, I'd rather have Eckler than him. Yeah, I think I'd take Eckler as well. I, I've, I've actually fired up the Sun God ahead of him in a couple drafts just, just to get unique. When I you love... think about it, though, when you think about it, Amon Ross St. Brown is in a very similar situation to Cooper Cup, but he's in a better offense. Yeah, with a better offensive line as well. Exactly. And they're very similar players. These guys yeah. are, if there is the next Cooper Cup out there, similar play style, similar, uh, you know, mental acuity, information processing, a level of studiousness and work ethic. Amon Ross St. Brown is right there with Cooper Cup. So I would rather have Amon Ross St. Brown. I would rather have Austin Eckler, but I'm not letting Cooper Cup get out of the first round. No way. Not happening. Well, we're speaking of first round. We just ended the first round. We're halfway through the second before we get to our second pick, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage and on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. <laughs> Probably not Trey Lance. <laughs> but then who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love the yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I like that. He's a, he's a nice looking guy. Man, he, he he looks cool. Looks like a fun fun dude to hang out with. Super nice, really charismatic uh, spokesman. Awesome. So speaking about of Trey pick. Lance, real quick, real quick. Trey Lance just reminded me of a of a dream I had, or should I say, nightmare. I was I was <laughs> I was talking with some folks about the 49ers and and the quarterback situation, and then I had this dream that Trey Lance was in the middle of a game. And I don't know if it, I don't know if the dream was preseason or if it was the season, but he threw this like 50 yard bomb in the corner of the end zone where like no one else but Brandon Ayuk could catch it. Brandon Ayuk toe tapped it and came down. And I'm like, oh man, that was a beautiful throw. And it me being the Purdy stands, I woke up like, oh man, I'm so glad that that dream was fake. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. We're on deck here. Let's take a look. They John- want us to pick Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I'm fine taking JT and taking the gamble. JT, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith. I'm going to pull up the stack finder too we real quick. could double tap Devonta Smith and Chris Olave. Yeah, let me pull up the stack finder and see how owned all these combinations are so we can discuss uh, uniqueness as well during this pick. Thank God this guy is killing the clock because this just loaded. Okay, there we go. We have Jefferson. We know that's that's owned everywhere. So you said Alave and Smith. If we go Alave and Devontae Smith, then what? Alave and Devontae Smith is owned one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times in the tournament. That's not that bad. If we went JT in this mix, Devontae Smith's gone. So I think if we, we just... add Taylor to the mix, there's yeah. only four teams with those with those three. So Taylor Alave. Taylor Alave for me. How about you? Yeah, I love Taylor. Taylor Olave is great. Okay. Do we want to drive down Taylor's ADP and take him one pick later than Olave? I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> That's what we call ADP manipulation, folks. Does anyone think that Jonathan Taylor is actually going to sit out? I don't. Do you? Well, what is this? How, 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 what? He's a better pass catcher than Derrick Henry, and he's just as good of a, a runner. He's equal to Derrick Henry as a runner, and he's in his super prime and he's playing for his next contract. And you've heard the rumors of the teams that are interested, right? Have you heard the the number one team, the Kelly. Chiefs? Oh, stop it. Like oh, gonna, oh, they can rectify the mistake. Exactly. That's oh, my it. God, from three years ago. <laughs> yeah. You could have had him. You took Edwards Hilaire instead. How awesome would it be if Edwards Hilaire goes to the Colts with like a pick or maybe another back or, or whatever the pieces are, and they get JT for the one-year rental and then and then oh. maybe up the contract next year. That'd My be awesome. God. That's like the Colts acquiring Trent Richardson. Yeah. Right? And then, and then rah, rah. some of the worst first round running backs ever end up <laughs> on the Colts. Oh, God. Trent Richardson. God, I haven't heard that name in a while. I do not miss watching him run to the backs of linemen. <laughs> so the one thing that bums me out about this team is that we're setting ourselves up to draft pocket passing quarterbacks we are yeah this is potentially i mean or you could gamble you could take a anthony richardson um and then if jonathan taylor doesn't get traded and he just ends up playing or they have a contract uh, settlement and he's you know still on, on the colts and then you have richardson and jt so you can get you can get a little unique here and some some crazy builds would you have considered lamar jackson where we picked no no i if Andrews falls to us, yeah, I, I try to pair the two. You could, I mean, if we could have possibly looked at it and said, how, how often is it owned? Um, the problem is, is I'm facing my own teams where I got Lamar Jackson in the four or five turn of this tournament because early inside of the early inside this tournament, that's where he was going because of the contract uncertainty and people didn't know where he was going to go. And so now, of course, he's been pushed up into round three and four and so consistently goes in round three. Um, he's typically middle to end of round three. Like I, we should see him go. I'm surprised actually the Andrews team didn't take him quite frankly, but, uh, he's usually goes anywhere from that, like three, seven to the three twelve mark. Um, and you see people who will, who will get, you know, maybe I'm on Ross St. Brown, Andrews, and then come back around and get Lamar Jackson. Um, I'd like to do it also if I have like Tyreek or if I have uh waddle because they have the, the week 17 correlation. Um, oh, I can't believe that team didn't select him. 
Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty shocked actually. They went with- drafted Mark Andrews the 206, drafted Josh Jacobs. And it would have stacked because Tyreek plays uh Baltimore week 17. So he has like the ultimate correlation there. Oh as- my god, best ball to stack up week 17. He would have had it, he would have had the, the hell? he would have had the, tr- the 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 three-way stack. <laughs> what happened? By the way, this part of every draft is so gross. <laughs> round three. I'm not it's crazy about round so three either. Gross. I wish like, I could trade back. Like you could just I know. I you don't want any of these guys. You don't want Najee Harris. Bleh, right. He was outplayed by Jalen Warren in all phases last year. You don't want Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Ridley. No, hasn't played you. in two years. Yep. I'm not you, a huge you, Ridley you fan. lose that football shape no matter how vigorously you work out in the offseason or while you're sitting out, while you're suspended. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, never, you're never the same. Ask Le'Veon Bell. You just you're never the same when you come back. It ruined his career. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that and the Jets. But it's, I mean, you could pick a poison. I mean, look at the players that are that I'm staring at. I'm staring at Kenneth Walker. There's a guy I love, but I'm not drafting him. He's not healthy. He's month to month. I hope he starts the season on the active roster and not on the pup. But I'm not sure. And he's not going to be 100% in week one. He's not going to be in playing shape either in week one. So I, I just, you know, it's rarely a good idea to draft injured players. It, there is a case for Cooper Cup if he were to fall to the end of the first round. There's really no case for Kenneth Walker until you have some certainty that he is going to be ready and he's going to be something close to 100% week one. It's, there's so many good running backs that you can draft like Rashad White and Miles Sanders and Cam Akers, you don't, you don't need to pull the lever for Kenneth Walker. As much as I respect him, and I think he's so much better than Zach Charbonnet, the stay away from injured players, do not draft injured players, trumps even that. Although I do think that there's a point in which they become a value on the board, right? Where the news has pushed the player down so much. And for instance, like Walker... Like I've seen him go middle to late round five. And at that point, I'm very comfortable pulling the trigger on him. Uh, uh, yeah, very late round five, round six for sure. Cooper yeah, he Cup doesn't go to six very often. Dude. Cooper Cup went ahead of Tyree yeah. Kill. I'm on Ross St. Brown and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he's that guy's pretty much just saying he's not afraid of the injury. I'm not uh, doing that, right? Like we talked about, Stephon Diggs plays a similar game to Cooper Cup in a better offense. Same with I'm on Ross St. Brown. And Tyree Kill plays a different kind of game and he oftentimes was being drafted ahead of Cooper Cup even before Cooper Cup went down and was helped off the field. The tension point with Cooper Cup becomes CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown. That, to me, is the tension point. Look how early Justin Herbert went in this draft, and I don't hate it because I've honestly been saying this is where he probably should go this year. Oh, he's going to be a monster. He has not not been going like this early at all. He usually goes and – like the beginning to middle of round five, you can get them sometimes at the middle to end of round five. But this is a full round, if not more, than above his his norm. But I I'm totally fine with it. I mean, he probably leads the league in passing attempts, maybe yards, with the addition of Kellen Moore over there. It could you could see this a really explosive offense. And I have liked Herbert. We always knew he has the weapons, and I'm excited to see what they do this year. Like I I love Justin Herbert. Brees Hall is currently on the PUP. He's another player that I don't want to draft because he is not healthy. 
but thankfully someone took him off our hands. They took the gun out of our hands. Thank you. Thank you, Todd from PA. Thank you. <laughs> God, thank you. Now we're staring at a player that you don't want, Amari Cooper. Nope. And Joe Mixon, who it would be great to get Joe Mixon as our hero RB, but we already have Jonathan Taylor. This is the yeah. problem with drafting a running back in the first three picks is that you can't take advantage as well of the, the hero RB that can fall to you in round four and five. Ah, there's a lot of options here though. We have, I'm just taking oh. a look at some. So new Orleans, let's, let's start looking at stacks. New Orleans week 17 is Tampa Bay week 16. They have the Rams week 15. They have the giants. So that opens up Waller on the turn. Um, and Tampa Bay, we can always get those pieces later. We also have Jonathan Taylor. It's, we can't really start stacking with Indianapolis because we don't know exactly where he's going to land. So let's look at Minnesota. Minnesota, week 17, has Green Bay. Week 16, they have Detroit. And week 15, they have Cincinnati. So this any turn of those pick pieces. is so pukey. It is so, so, so pukey. I like the turn here. You don't, I, I'm looking at a lot. I, I see like six, six players right now that I really like. I know, but what about Rashad White? We're not going to have any option of getting Rashad White or Chris Godwin, two of the best value players are on yeah. Tampa Bay, and we're probably going to get sniped on both of them. We're not, they're not going to come back to us. Godwin will come back every now and then. Um, okay, well, let's let's pray that Godwin comes back. Rashad White's getting steamed up. No way we're going to get Rashad White. White will not make it back anymore. Remember when we, well, the last Dominator draft we did, we got him in round eight. You remember that? Do you want to just draft him here? We could. It goes with the, with the team. Yeah, I think we should. I think we just, I love Rashad White so much. Or there's also the possibility of double tapping Justin Fields, DJ Moore. You could do that. Don't we don't have any of the stacks like there. DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore. I just think it's a lateral move. I'm not crazy about his... So if if but you're you stacking with fields, yeah, you are stacking with fields, but then we'd, we'd have to look at Atlanta late, Arizona late or Cleveland for 15, 16, 17, um, which I'm fine with. That being said, if you li listen to the stat, I think it was Larky who posted this. If you doubled Justin Fields pass attempts last year, he would lead the league in passing attempts, but only by three. <laughs> That's by doubling his statistics. <laughs> Well, he's going to pass a lot more this year. I mean, I, I got news for everybody. But how much doubting how much he's going to pass? He's going to pass a lot more. Do you think he'll hit 4,000 yards? No Chicago Bears quarterback has ever done it in the franchise, in their in their NFL franchise history. 3,900. 3,900. Okay. Just under. 3,900. 3, the, the other wide receiver I love in this zone and I want him bad is Terry right. McLaurin. They are going to throw a lot. You look at our, oh, our their end, end of year schedule. Their shootout schedule is brutal. I don't think so. They play that 16, 17. They get the Jets and SF. They're going to, they're going to get annihilated. They're going to get eaten alive. That front and the secondary on the Jets, they're going to destroy them. Understood. I'm just, but I want to tell you that the number one receiver, even on a team that's getting blown out, can put up big time fantasy production in yep. garbage time in the fourth quarter. Yes, that's a reason to stay away from Samuel and Dotson and even Gibson. But Where's, not the number I mean, one. The number on the one now. is typically insulated from any schedule problems because if they're losing by 20, they're going to have to throw. And Terry McLaurin is underrated as Dotson is moving up and it's at Terry McLaurin's expense. They're going to throw a lot. Looking at the world famous draft kit, Washington is going to be one of the league leaders in plays run. So I love, I love, love, love Terry McLaurin. But you don't have to draft him here. We get a lot of great options. We get a lot of great yeah, options. Judy, you want to go Judy's Rashad White? Still on the board. 
Judy's on the board or Shad White's on the board. I'm open to doing your fields and um, DJ Moore take here because then we could get some cheap Atlanta plays later, like Tyler Algier. We could get Mac Hollins in like round 20. Um, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Rashad White is also fun. And Jerry Judy's also fun. Yeah, I'm so I mean, Jerry Judy is a great value here. Yeah, Jerry Judy is a good value here. His average right now is like three, five, three, six range. Why don't you go ahead and take him? We're, we're, we're not up yet. We got one more guy between us. There he goes. He, we're not even live. We're getting sniped. This is awesome. Oh, he got. Um, oh, he, oh, he, oh, he got. Oh, he, that wasn't <laughs> a snipe, though. There was no way we were going to get him. All right. Now, <laughs> now it gets interesting. Now we could really could do our, our field. You could do fields. DJ I, Moore stack without. Because then it allows us to just about it. punt QB2, which I'm, which I'm totally fine to wake. We could take Ritter late, too, even. No, no, we're, 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 we're going to take Carr late. We could take Car or Ritter now. Um, it's either that or the only other person worth mentioning that I like here is Hopkins because I still believe he's an alpha receiver. DJ Moore is an alpha also. DJ Moore, Justin Fields is fun as hell. All right, let's do. I, I'm fine with it because now we can punt the quarterback too, and I like, I like, I like the upside that it gives us. It's so a there's fun Justin thing to Fields. Do. It's a fun thing to do. Do you have you seen most people doing this? This seems like a, a common thing to do in best ball. Um, yeah, people take these two pretty frequently, not necessarily with this team, but. Now DJ Moore is our wide receiver three. I'm okay with it. I have Hopkins significantly higher than him in my rankings, but for us, for a a stack, I'm okay with it. Um, and it it gives us a better roster construction because it allows us now to hang our hat on a QB one, and then we can you know punt that second quarterback. Like we mentioned, we could take Carr, we could take Ritter late. Cousins, if, <laughs> if Cousins falls later, like you, you know, wait run. for Cousins to fall. You can go for Carr. You can go for Ritter. There's a lot of yeah. fun things you can do. There's a lot of things we can do. And if we do get somebody like Chris Godwin to fall to us late, you could even take Baker if you really wanted to. You want to get that disgusting? Oh man, no, that's fine. I like Baker this year. <laughs> yeah, Baker is one of those disgusting quarterbacks that has no competition. And it's is one of those guys. Kyle Trask you, is is has no interest in being an NFL quarterback. And you can get Baker like Baker's like this, you know forgotten man like you can get him so late in drafts it's it's hilarious like he goes undrafted in a lot of these things hopkins like, is attractive but he's gonna go soon yeah hopkins hopkins always goes in this four or five turn it's actually later than he typically goes now mclaurin is gonna go what about christian kirk if he slips kirk won't make it back there's no way okay godwin is the one guy that could slip godwin could slip oh my god if we got godwin i love that this is another great example like I know these teams aren't good, but the number one receiver is insulated from a lot yeah. of the downward pressure that bad teams put on the fantasy production of their skill position players. The one guy that typically still produces good team, bad team, low scoring, high scoring is that first read wide receiver. The beauty of Christian Kirk is I think he's going to be that this year in Jacksonville, and they're going to be one of the better offenses in the league. But there's no reason. Not to love Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin would have been a guy I was pounding the table for with our last pick, but because there's a, a strong possibility we can get him with our next pick, it's like, yeah, we'll wait. Like, yeah, it's I, just, it's, it, I it, wouldn't it's, say strong possibility, but there's a, it's a it's it's definitely a possibility. I've seen him go in the seventh round, six seven turn a few times. He typically averages though, like just in most drafts, Godwin usually goes in like the beginning of round um six you know to middle around six so it's there is a possibility probably won't happen but it definitely can evans goes late seven which you can always push up if you wanted to 
Um, there's lots of different options here. You know who's been going around seven pretty frequently lately has been J.K. Dobbins. He's been going because of the him not being at practice and holding out. Uh, oh, he can go. I I got him at like seven seven the other day, which was okay. Awesome. So so Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor do not count as injured players because they're not actually injured. They're <laughs> running backs that are faking being injured because they're trying to do everything they can because the goddamn players union took away all their leverage. They did take away. They have no negotiating power whatsoever. So now they're forced to lie about injuries. That's the position (laughs) they've been put in by their players union. There goes Godwin. Damn it. Look at that. He went early. Yeah. I said it's a possibility. Didn't say it was going to happen. That person's smart. Who is that? Oh my God. G N A win BB four is a good fantasy player. They get it. They focus on the right details. And now all of a sudden wide receiver has been completely cleaned out as is what happens in best ball. And now it's just running backs as far as the eye can see on the board. Yeah, this is terrible. There's some, there's some good receivers. there still Deontay Johnson's still there. Michael Pittman. Brandon. Ayuk is still there. Pittman is still there. What about what about the Richardson Pittman stack? You could because now if t- now you kind of hedging because if Taylor doesn't miss time or if he d- if he gets traded, you still have a piece. If he doesn't, you're not taking it next pick though. Richardson, that's early for Richardson. No, Richardson goes around pick 108, so that would be the next pick. Yeah, yeah. It would it would line that, up for us. We'd be picking at like pick 96. We'd be picking yeah. him about. 12 spots ahead of ADP. Yeah, you take him because he goes to the end around 10. Yeah, that's exactly. So we could do that. I got a discount on him because I don't own a lot of them just because I'm not crazy about his ADP. Just I, I do think that there's going to be a bit of a steep of a learning curve with him, at least from a passing perspective, because he wasn't the most accurate passer in college. He's got the legs. He's got the athleticism. He destroyed the combine. My fear is that he's a combine warrior and he's going to have a bit of struggles in his rookie campaign as a, as a passer. And what's going to happen is if he can't pass the ball, they're just going to start loading up the box to force him to throw and take away his mobility. And that's not a good thing for, for him. And you, so you sound like the guy in always sunny in Philadelphia. You sound like <laughs> you've drawn lines across the, the whiteboard. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. This guy was a, a fast information processor. The guy did a, the, the, he maxed out a, a completely uh, talentless roster in Florida, no receivers. What what receivers from Florida came in, came into the NFL were, were selected in the NFL draft? None, right? There's there's none. There's there's nothing there to help him, and yet he was a much faster information processor, much more decisive with the football than Will Levis. You know the, those two guys are comparable because you know they have that that the one or two seasons where they didn't put up the prolific passing yards numbers. But one guy took a ton of sacks. The other guy didn't. The other guy was actually more careful with the football, a lot more careful with the football than Will Levis was, showing that he's he's prepared to actually play well in year one. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Richardson is, a, is actually a better passer, is just more poised, better in all phases than Bryce Young, who's currently overrated. His yeah. preparation, his ability to... to uh, pick up NFL defenses. That's all been overrated because he's been trained to ace the test, right? If you study to the test, once you actually get in a real situation in a, a live sport, 
if you've just been studying to the test, it's not the same. It's not the same. That's not Anthony Richardson has actually been a gamer the whole time. And everything we're hearing from camp is glowing about this guy. We would have heard by now the whisper campaign that he's not ready, that he's making bad decisions, that the coaches are having their doubts. We're not hearing any of that. You're not hearing the word doubt, but you're hearing the word, we got to get him on the field sooner rather than later for him to learn, which is an indirect way of saying he's not ready to start yet and Minshew's starting. So we have to read between the lines here. I'm a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm a little bit more cautious when it comes to yeah. Anthony Richardson because- The word you're looking for is reticent. You are reticent. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when you talk about things he's maxed out, he also maxed out 50% completion percentages across college, like 50% in 2020, 59% in 2021, 53.8% in 2022. The dude has never hit a 60% completion percent in college. He's very dependent on those legs. Those numbers are not going to get better. Guess in the who NFL. we might get. I guess, know. Dude, I don't, we I might don't, get. Even, don't even say his name. You're going to jinx it. Guess who we Don't even might say his name. Get. Don't say his name. Oh, man, if we get him. <laughs> so are you in or out on Michael Pittman? I'm starting to really like him because of how late he's been going. I love Michael Pittman here. Remember Michael Pittman was a second round pick in fantasy last year. Yeah. And he's nothing still changed. One. Well, yeah, he's you know what changed? Guy. He has a quarterback who can't fucking receiver. throw the ball. That's what happened. <laughs> oh man. I love Don't Pittman. Say it. I like Pittman too. I think we should draft him and then see what happens. We could. I, I, I love it. Start. I love going all in on the two most explosive, exciting, dynamic quarterbacks as runners, not named Lamar Jackson. The only problem is both these guys don't have any green, but there's, 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 one, there's, there's, there's two names around this area, so hopefully they pick one or the other. Don't take them. Don't take them. Oh, one more oh to go. God. One more oh to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We could get him. We could get him. I'm trying we to think of We could get him. Maybe. He, this guy's no green. No green. I'm nervous. Don't take him. We could don't, get him. Don't do it. The only problem is the guy ahead of him is holding out. We were going to get Jerry Judy, and he sniped us last time. He did, and we're not even live. But it wasn't a snipe, because Judy should have been gone by then anyway. Correct. This won't be a snipe either. This one would be a snipe. <laughs> it would feel like a snipe. It, it would feel terrible. He's taking a lot of time. Yeah, well, he's trying to figure out how he's he can taking a lot us. of time. I think he would have taken him by now. Yes! Hey, we got him! <laughs> All right, Why I'm you good. Don't reach. You don't reach. I'm good taking Rashad White and oh. Pittman, or oh, oh, or we can go Rashad White. No, it's Rashad White Pittman. We've talked it through. All right, I'm okay. This is happening. It. Let's do it. This we're not doubting. This we're not overthinking. I don't own a lot of Pittman boom, either. Boom, boom. Quality players in their prime, quality <laughs> players in their absolute prime years, and whether it's Minshew or whether it's Richardson, Pittman is going to eat. Now this opens up late, late uh, tight ends for us because we can we could technically take um, Jelani Woods now. Who can goes, we go who, four tight ends now? Yes, uh, yeah. As long unless we get like two at the like nine ten turn that fall, then we're probably gonna this is probably gonna be a four tight end build, which is okay because now it's a two quarterback build, so it's gonna work out. Probably a two quarterback build if we go with Anthony Richardson. We could still go Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and then you get really cheap or even, yeah, exactly. So that's always possible. So the bottom line is we have four receivers. That's good. That's where yes, you want to be. We're in a good spot. We, 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 we're all in on late round tight end. That's a great spot to be. We got two running backs. Our 
anchor quarterback is a super dynamic rushing quarterback. That's great. And our two running backs, we got at incredible values at discounts and they're all purpose backs. Jonathan Taylor can't catch passes. He could uh, set a career high in, in receptions this year. I, I expect him to. Yeah. I still think, I don't think Taylor sits out this season. I just, I really don't. He's not going to sit. What? There's no, no way. There's, there's, because then he loses a year of eligibility too. He's not, he can't, he's not going to, he's not sitting out not a sitting game. Out. He loses game checks. He loses money. Yeah. And he develops a reputation of being difficult a bad team player. Exactly. No, he doesn't want to do any of that. He wants the money. He wants the accolades. He wants the statistics and he wants to move on and, and, and have as many choices when he reaches free agency as possible. So sitting out games only hurts him. He has no leverage. The team could just sign letter for that. Could just sign Ezekiel Elliott and play Evan Hull and Deion Jackson. This Speak. is where NFL teams are at now with the running back position. These running backs know it. They have no leverage. Yeah. So they have to just play and do their best. That's, you know what, Jonathan Taylor, it's unfair what they're doing, the way they've devalued the position, but you just have to go out there and do your best now. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, I agree. And then I liked what the, did you see the sentiment that Travis Etienne said? It was like, in order for running backs to get paid, they just need to be more versatile and they can't just be two down runners. They need to go out and, you know, be explosive in the passing game. And he, and he specifically mentioned two names, Christian McCaffrey and, of course, our boy Austin Eckler, yeah. because those two guys yeah. were out there getting 100 targets. They're doing it in the air, doing it on the ground. Uh-oh. I mean, when you talk about... Uh, I, this actually makes me worried. What? Travis Etienne sounds like he's too smart to be a running back. <laughs> that guy sounds really smart. Like, and that's a that's an incredibly insightful and self-aware comment it exactly and it just shows you that he's saying hey i need to develop this part of my game if i want a big contract because i see austin eckler who just got a new contract they niners just went out and spit spent a ton of picks to get christian mccaffrey so it's not necessarily the running back position that's being devalued it's the actual it's the action of what that running back is doing that is being devalued. It's the two down runner. It's the, it's the plotter down the middle. It's the guy who isn't able to pass pro. It's the guy that isn't able to go out and run a route. Those are the ones in the running backs that are being devalued. I agree with him. He gets it. Yeah. He wants to go out there and maximize his own value on the merits, not with tricks and not with uh, falsehoods about his health. I really appreciate that. Wow. I, I th- I'm now I'm, forever gonna think of travis Etienne on another level yeah like, he sounds like an intellectual <laughs> yeah i was i was actually i loved the quote when i saw it i, I like, couldn't be- like- i can't believe it i can't that is so rare in the nfl i mean it's just even uh, i mean how many guys out there you know say insightful stuff right tory smith was a, a super insightful guy i, like I can think of a smith. few but man you know, especially self-aware and understand uh, the uh, the position that the players union is in and, 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 the, and the, the job of the players union and not getting steamrolled by them. There's a few players like Torrey Smith out there, but typically it's like, man, and t- to play a, a violent sport like this, you honestly don't want to be too self-aware, right? You want to be just ego soaked and just singularly focused on this job, right? And and forget about the business side. But uh, you know, 
I wish ETN all the best. He gets it and he's a phenomenal talent. So it's just kind of cool to see. So we are now in the beginning of round eight. We got to start looking at the board, talking through some of our picks. Um, by us going the Colts there with Pittman, um, we talked about Anthony Richardson uh, on the next turn, potentially, um, or on this turn, potentially, by reaching a little bit. Oh, God. Flowers and Elijah Moore back to back. Oh, my God. that That's a killer. <laughs> I really want to go wide receiver. I want to go back to wide receiver. We also have to think about our stacks because we don't really have a lot of stacks right now. So we, ha- we have pieces, but nothing really for – we have some correlation, but not a lot of correlation right now. So Indianapolis – Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and Vegas. That's weeks 15, 16, 17. So Atlanta goes with, um, we mentioned it earlier. Atlanta goes with Chicago, who we have for week 17. So any pieces that, of Atlanta that we can get later in the draft, we're going to want to do. So that'll give us a week 17 and week 16 correlation with two different teams. Can't we just uh, load up on Algier? Can we just grab Algier? Yeah, and, so I'm saying like and late pieces. On their running game? Why don't we just, why don't we just link and stack the running piece a running game piece. Yeah, Algier, Mac Hollins, you could do. Um, that's pretty much it. Mac Hollins now. late's great too. I'm fine with that. It, 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 is there any way that we can get exposure to yet another team and stack? Yeah. So we have Minnesota. Let's see. Minnesota is with the Jets in week 15. Sorry. No, no. Uh, sorry. Cincinnati week 15, Detroit week 16, Green Bay 17. So that opens up some avenues, but not a lot. Then we have. Well, it does. Alave. No, it does. It does because I I fundamentally believe that uh, Jaden Reed's going to be a factor. New Orleans was Tampa Bay, which we got some. We have Rashad White and Chris Olave right now, so we can talk. We can talk about Derek Carr potentially on this team. Um, that's week seventeen, and then week sixteen they have the Rams, so we could throw in Van Jefferson late. We could throw yep. in um, Higby if he falls. Here. Yep. Well, that because we're we're drafting four tight ends. But yeah, what about just wide area, receivers yeah, we just like? What about wide receivers that are incredible values like Brandon Cooks? Cooks is a good value. I mean, is there any way that we could do a skinny stack of Dallas? Dallas and Detroit are week 17. Um, <clears throat> Dallas also has Miami and Buffalo. So you could do you could do Dawson Knox late at the position. Oh, God, this is brutal. Yeah, it gets kind of ugly. You Cooks, can do really, Cooks naked. It, but one wide receiver naked isn't a bad thing, is it? One receiver naked is not a bad thing at all. I, I'm thinking Cooks and uh, Anthony Richardson. This is late for John Dotson, too. I, I don't like that. Do- I don't care. <laughs> you but don't like John Dotson? All the reasons, but all the reasons you didn't want McLaurin. I mean, McLaurin and round. But John Dotson might be the number one there this no, year. No, come on. He's not. He's not. Oh, he's a, they just there you go. You can think number you, you can think pick three. I'm dude. We're not drafting Jahan Dotson. Get he, out of here. He just went. You're lucky. Brandon Cooks is oh my god. Cooks is a smash here. I think it's just on ADP. We got to draft him. It's yeah, it's about three quarters run late. Or we could also we could also just go. Why don't we just go Dak and Brandon Cooks and, and forget Anthony Richardson? You could do that too. You could do that, and then you're done at the quarterback position. Correct. I what what do you think there? The backdoor stack of of Cooks and, and Prescott's kind of interesting. Yeah, or and that would solve your problem. You don't have to invest in Anthony Richardson because you don't want to. Do we? Well, do we want another quarterback this early, or do we just push the position? That's the that's that's the main question. We here. could also push the position. We could go Michael Thomas here and deepen that stack with oh my god Brandon Cooks. No, you could go Tyler Higby 
I think Brandon Cooks for sure. Let's just lock in Brandon Cooks to talk about the second pick. Okay, we so got Brandon Cooks. So now the question is, do we want to go with Dak and be done? Sky Moore is an option. Yeah, Sky Moore was another one I'm thinking here. Sky Moore or even uh, Cortland Sutton because of the consolidated targets now. I kind of like I kind of like Sky Moore here. Just take Sky Moore. That's if you're going to take a guy naked just on upside, it's got to have to be Sky Moore. Yeah, I, and I, this is Sky Moore's been climbing. I'm actually surprised he's still on the board. I can't believe he's here. Yeah, let's just let's just take naked Sky Moore. I can't believe that Brandon Cooks is here. Let's but take wait, naked Sky it, Moore. None of it has to be naked. We could backdoor stack all of them. <clears throat> you can all these guys. We can backdoor stack. It's not a big deal at all. Uh, these are these are fine pieces that are naked too. Though we don't have to go and go get correlation with these teams. You, I, mean, I you want can. running backs like Jonathan Taylor and Rashad White at the top of my lineup, and I want to wait. You right? could grab Irv Smith and get correlation with yeah. Sky Moore yeah. late There's all with kinds the tight end position you can do. for Cincinnati. I, I, I want to get one one quarterback that I can post up, like Justin Fields. <clears throat> we did that, yeah, right. And and in between all these rounds, in between, load up on wide receiver. This is a best ball team. I like our receivers we have right now. I love the I love them. This is what you want. This is what you want, man. So now. We can go through the job of actually. You know who we can take too late is Chase Brown, running back. <laughs> no, we're not taking bad players. Stop it! Stop! Stop it! Okay, <laughs> Bills, Dolphins, Lions to stack with Brandon Cooks. The Lions are rough. The Lions are tough to stack with because you don't want Jamison Williams. He's Gonzo. Who is number two? If Jamison will, let's run the thought experiment. Jamison Williams is it, it, you know quits the NFL. He just can't handle he's not the quitting, light he's of Amon Ross St. Brown. He just can't do it. He's punching people. He's <laughs> too frustrated. He can't he can't handle it. Who's behind him? Um, so you have Laporta who's who's been crushing camp. Where well, there we go. Tight end position. There so we you, go. You have my boy Marvin Jones, who's actually been doing well in camp again, and he He's he's sneaky late. You can get around 19, 20. Okay, we're gonna get Marvin Jones. Love Marvin Jones late. They have well, they got uh they got Mims from from the Jets. No, we're not doing Mims. They got they got Josh Reynolds and they got uh <laughs> We're not doing Josh Reynolds. Come on. You want me to Come on. Get, you want me to keep getting gross here? There's a it gets it gets a little, gets a little grosser. <laughs> well, I, I well there's there's also uh Craig Reynolds. Who? So there's multiple Reynoldses. Who? Their number three running back. Who? <laughs> you have Khalif Raymond. Oh, Khalif. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I love, I love all those, Khalif Raymond. All love the it. Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, you can get around 20. Marvin Jones, around you 20. You get all those guys around 20. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is not too bad we don't have three around 20 picks. This is, uh, <laughs> this is not good. I like the Mac Hollins call. I love the Algier. Algier Dude, is the perfect, how big like, he looks? third running back for us. Have you seen how big Mac Hollins is this year? Matt Collins is, is, is gigantic. Dude, he's like, he's like straight lips. He's so yoked this year. And he's talking about eating with his hands because that's what they're there for. We don't need silverware. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, I probably butchered the quote, but it was something along the lines of, we just need to eat with our hands more. We have hands. So that's what they're there for. Dude, the guy's yeah. massive this year. He's so big. All right. Patriots, Raiders, Bengals. We could, uh, Jacoby Myers. For the week 16 stack, Bengals. Bengals is tough, man. Bengals is tough. I think we just go Irv Smith. We, we, we're, we know we're going to be drafting four tight ends. 
So we can easily just go. You can throw Pierre Strong on and get a little bit of of week 15 correlation with Sky Moore. I keep listing names Matt hates. No, no. I said, no, Pierre. I mean, that's fine. But week 15, come on. We're trying to win a league here. Yeah. Week 15. Well, you, you got to get to week 17. You have to get to week 17. To I mean, win. I know you do. But I mean, we're not stacking <laughs> week 15. Come on. I'm, I'm looking at week 16, week 17 for stacking. I kind of want to do this. I want to do a bunch of research on like week 15 stacks and how many. Uh, people... Yeah, let's do some research on that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's not 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 something you care about. But think about it. Every week 15 matchup you win, you three extra money in this platform. OK, so uh-huh. if you could go out and just purely play week 15 and then, yeah, you have a few sneak into the, the championship without the correlation. You three X, let's just say 25 percent. Okay. Okay. In fairness, <laughs> I goddamn love the Pierre Strong pick. Pierre Strong is one of those guys, especially, especially in best ball. A guy like Jerome Ford, a guy like Zamir White, they're primarily runners, and they're going to get you know a huge rush share in the event of a Josh Jacobs injury or Nick Chubb injury. So they're not as attractive in best ball. Certainly, if the incumbent misses games, they're going to be. Pfft, you know, chalk in DFS, and they're going to be a part of the winning formula. There's no doubt for best ball, but injury or not, Pierre Strong's going to have weeks. Yeah. Right. Injury or not, Kenneth Gainwell is going to have weeks. Yep. That's why I like focusing on the satellite back plus backs, the bigger satellite backs that are going to command third down work regardless. Kenneth Gainwell's been active in the two minute drill, not, not, not DeAndre Swift. So I want to make sure if, if we're going to get a, another standalone asset, it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell late. But there's plenty of these options where we can we can find stacking partners. We do have to think about tight end at some point. This is a tight end premium format. I think this is going to be a four tight end build unless somebody like Higby or Schultz falls here. Um, or maybe you could argue you could argue Greg Dulcich because of the consolidated targets now in, in that offense with all the injuries. Um, I think Dulcich gets a bump there. Dulcich, mm. I know, I know you don't want to hear week 15 stacks, but Detroit stacks with Denver week 15, and then we could use that Detroit piece for the Dallas week 17 as oh well. Oh my god, <laughs> you're you're really you're you're connecting dots. I am connecting dots that are just unconnectable, man. No, you could. I mean, you could go right here. You could go like Greg Dulcich and then Jameson Williams, right? And then you could go. Uh, Laporta went. Laporta's gone. Yeah, Laporta's been climbing. That's a bummer. He goes anywhere from like tight end 11, to like tight end 17. What about the Roshan Johnson draft pick to continue with our Bears stack later? Yeah, or, he goes is like, that, or is that too negative correlation with fields rushing? No, that's just like four rounds too early in this format. No, no, I'm just I'm pl- I'm planning ahead of what run. What's our next? Oh, running yeah, back you could get him at the end of round 13. Pretty. No, pretty I know. Pretty I know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying draft him in the next round or we have a back-to-back picks coming up in five selections. We're not not picking them there. We have to think about Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby. Higby has, it's not week 17. What did I say? The Rams are with New Orleans. Dalton that what Kincaid. Is? Yeah. Dalton Kincaid is a stack for us. Yeah, Buffalo has um, Dallas. Week 15, though. See, look, here we go. I love the fact you're thinking of week 15. Oh, now. Jesus, it is week 15. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> It's going to be Jamison Williams to go with Dallas here. Hey, we're not doing that. Why not? We're not drafting Jamison Williams. He's he's done. He is he's not done. I want to see him do something. I want <laughs> to see him do something in the NFL. He's had one catch. 
Okay, this is not enough. It was 40 yards. It's not enough. This guy is trending in the wrong direction. Cole Komet needs to be in consideration. Every, because... every, every, every pick matters. Every pick matters here. Cole Komet absolutely has to be in okay. consideration. I think he has to be picked here because we have DJ Moore. What about, what about, what about, what about Higby, though? I mean, Higby, we might double tap tight in here, and then we actually might not have to go for. And I think there's no quarterback that we need here or that I really want. The value's at tight end right now. The value's incredibly good at tight end. This is really late for a lot of these guys. I know. Well, especially Higby. Yeah, Higby. And, and post-cup injury, Higby should be going two rounds earlier yeah. in, in tight end premium. This is ridiculous. I mean, Higby and, usually and goes. And they cost against the Saints in week 16. He usually goes around like, like, like mid to late round nine lately. This is really late. For him, yeah, and this then there's also the Giants. Right the Giants are nice because the Giants you can you can add a bunch of their cheap wide receivers late. I mean, Dulcich has been going at the end around nine and beginning around ten lately too. This is late for two a lot of tight ends here. Kincaid is late right now. Oh, there goes Higby. Um, oh, that was tough. That was yeah. That was, that I, was a that I, was a tough watch watching watching Higby go off the. Oh my god, that was that was tough. It, to, that was a tough swallow. This guy sniped us twice. This guy is really this guy's really beating us up, man. Just on two picks, but can we just grab? Points. But Dulcich is a better player. I like. I was gonna say, let's go Dulcich and Komet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. why not? Let's go yeah, Dulcich, sure. and then let's take Komet. Yeah, and great. Now we only need three, and. We technically could finish with two. I like to go three, though. But now I'm not really pressed to take another one earlier. That's what the beauty of double tapping tight end here is now you give yourself the flexibility it, that certainly if Irv Smith falls to us with our next pick, I think we should push the button. Yeah, Irv Smith, or we could do like Jelani Woods because we have the Pittman piece. Oh, my God. And right. Jelani we don't have late. Anthony Richardson. We do not have Anthony Richardson, everybody. We don't have Anthony Richardson. That's the only that's the only problem. I mean, that but, might be a blessing because the guy can't throw the ball. But what it, what could happen is that if if it's Gardner Minshew that week, then it's a huge win for us. All right. Over under let's talk some Anthony Richardson stats. I'm just curious. I want I want to I want to put you on put you on on the number here. First of all, over under 14 games starting this year. Anthony Richardson. Under. Because he's probably going to start, what, week three? So there's two off the board right there. And then he's a rushing quarterback, so that increases his probability of getting injured. Then there's yeah. also the probability that, or the possibility that he struggles and Minshew has to Throw the sub ball. in for him just to appease the coaches and the fans for a couple of weeks before they turn it back over to him. And then by that time, yeah, he, he, he he's under. So that's why, like, so I just recently moved him in the projections to 15 games. He was at 14 games for the longest time. Um, but I agree with you. I think 14 is realistic. So how about passing yards over or under 3,100? I'm expecting him to go under 3,000, like 2,900 yeah. ish. I could see that too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that, that, that's just realist. I mean, I, I hate now, being realist. I hate now what about rushing? Because that's where the, that's where he's going to make his money, right? Yeah, rushing over under 650. Yeah, that's the number. I was just going to say I was between 600 and 700. <laughs> I was like 650. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that number. <laughs> it's no over under on the dot. So what about our next pick, though? Can we go back to receiver or, or, or I'm fine. You're starting to have an appetite for running back at some point. No, I'm completely fine getting a little off the hinge. I think Tyler Algiers probably needs well, to be added here. 
well, if he makes Tyler it Boyd is out there. That's a stack. Yeah, Boyd probably won't make it, but Boyd is the is the you know I can't believe Rasheed Rice is still on the board still too. People are just forgetting about Kansas City today. Well, we have Sky Moore. That's the one that matters. Sky Moore is going to outproduce him. So I th- I think he does, but Rice is still a really good receiver in my opinion, and he's been, it- and he's they're saying he has some of the best chemistry right now with Mahomes. I really hope. round wide receivers, Billy. Yes, second round wide receivers rarely fire in their rookie year. Oh, I agree, and. Th- Third round's even worse. You just, yeah. I mean, you just, you just want to take a guy like Michael Wilson. Jaden Reed will probably fire, but later in the season, Rashi Rice, just put those guys off to the side. Right? Put those guys in a in a suitcase. The thing is, though, like, is they don't them have up. a lot of weapons there. So it's very easy for him to actually hit because the opportunity is going to be there. Dude, Tyler Boyd is a starter in three receiver sets. Rasheed Rice is probably a starter. He's a potential monster with Joe Burrow if and when one of Higgins or Chase misses games. The probability that both starting receivers don't miss any games is a rare event. Yeah, contingent value. You like Tyler Boyd. But when you look at two receiver sets, Rasheed Rice is probably going to be on the field because Tony's hurt. MVS was just a field stretcher. MVS is going to be out there, man. MVS is going to be out there. I think that Rice might play more than people think. He's an SMU receiver. It's not going to happen in his rookie year. It's not. It's just not. It's not. I, I wish it was. I wish it would. But it's just not. I'm, I'm really hoping Tyler Algier makes it back. Well, yeah, we have to talk about Algier. Roshan. Are there, yeah. I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to have an appetite for running back again. I might, my, my stomach's growling. We could tap Roshan and Tyler here. It'd be a good turn for us. It gives us oh four my running God, backs. Dude, you're really that's because it gives us four really... running backs and it deepens our stack. We yeah. just because then we get Atlanta and Chicago there. Yeah, it's it's I mean, we're stacking Chicago in an epic, epic, epic way. Chicago does have a good shootout schedule. They, yes, they do. Carolina 15, Indianapolis. Oh no, I'm on the wrong line here. God damn it. Cleveland week 15, Arizona week 16, Atlanta 17. That 16 17 is going to be, could be money. It's pretty epic. Pretty epic. Yep. I'm glad you came around on this whole Fields DJ Moore scheme. Wasn't crazy about it, but I, I, I think you've come around. I'm under, I under own DJ Moore and I under own Fields because Fields used to go at the three, four turn and I just couldn't do it. No. Yeah, you can't. And so now that he goes in like round five pretty consistently, I've been adding more exposure in. I've been adding more DJ Moore in, and so like I, I I'm underweight on these two, and so I I consciously know that, and I've been adding more. I just try to do it in a manner to where I'm not overpaying for them. Do our players think... cross against the Browns much? Yeah, we play. Uh, so Chicago Chicago plays them week 15. Anything else? Um, Cleveland plays Houston and the Jets 16 17. Oh yeah, that's not great. I, I mean, we get say, we, we, we get, say Donovan Peoples Jones, another receiver. Oh, to I like load up on. Oh my God, love DPJ late. Oh God, there's Darnell Mooney sitting down there still too. Oh my God, Mooney as well. Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer. We have some crossing at the end of the season against the Raiders. Yeah, Vegas. That would give you Indianapolis mm-hmm. and Kansas City. I like Mayer as our third tight end. I think. I think. I think we could be solid and comfortable with three tight ends. If our third tight end was Michael Mayer, but the idea that we can double tap 
Algier and Joe and, and Roshan Johnson here is, I mean, mm, best ball S has been crushing our dreams yeah. round in round out. And he only has two greens, two green stickers. Make me nervous. Algier is the top green sticker. <laughs> and Roshan's the second green sticker. But a lot of people don't have any stomach appetite for pure backup running backs. They do not. They don't. So he might go Tajay Spears here. He could go Singletary. Singletary, Gainwell. They actually have more. God, God fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> God damn it. That's three times he's gotten us. Oh, God. Oh, man. That was, oh, our, that was our, our deep Atlanta stack piece right there. Oh, God. We got to get right. Hollins now. Well, Roshan's definitely one. Roshan for the win. So it's Roshan Mooney. Um, what about Rondale Moore? Rondale Moore gives us week gives us week sixteen, I believe, for Chicago. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get an Arizona player, and I think now is the time to strike on. We Rondale could do Moore. we could do Rondale Moore on the way back if he makes it. We could get Trey McBride. So let's go Roshan. Well, yeah, you lock in Roshan we'll and do- lock in Rondale. We could do Rondale. And then we can figure out tight end with the next pick. With the next pick, we'll figure out tight end, figure out what we want to do. I mean, we don't have to even go into tight end if we really want to. I think we probably well, should. McBride but... would be, McBride's a great, a great option. So it's either Rondale or do you want to, the other one was Darnell Mooney. No, dude, listen. I think we I have think, enough I think, Chicago. I think we have our chips placed where they need to be with Chicago. I think so too. I think we're good. Okay. Nice. The other name we could have potentially taken there was Derek Carr. It's okay. I'm fine pushing tight quarterback. We we'll started early. Continuing to push quarterback at a ridiculous extent. Derek Carr should have been drafted by us there. That was pretty. No, that was, that was pretty bold. I'm fine. I mean, we, we talked about oh, Ritter, Atlanta, because we need to increase the Atlanta pieces. Oh, my God. Ritter is the per. Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Yeah. Now we can definitely go Ritter. No doubt. We have to go Ritter. We have to go Ritter. We have to, <laughs> We're gonna have to reach on Ritter. We're going to have to reach on Ritter. But I mean, Russell Wilson's still on the board. So this, we still, yeah. I know there's no stack. Kenny Pickett. Ritter's dude. usually around 18 pick, beginning of round 18. So we would have to take Ritter in the beginning of 17, most likely. That's fine. Yeah. And that's not that big of a reach. Are we drafting three quarterbacks then? No, we don't have to. I'm fine going Ritter and Fields. Wow. <laughs> so crazy to me (laughs) i get it i know the theory of the case here but jesus it feels so fragile yet it's very fragile i'm in let's do it (laughs) i believe we could um there i mean there's some late pieces at quarterback if you really wanted to take a third i mean we could take baker i mentioned earlier no baker mayfield we could gamble on somebody like um, Tannehill, or you could even go Stroud, who kind of falls in drafts. You could just see what happens, right? So there's there's different options. Who would you stack Stroud with? John Mechie. You oh, could go. Oh, um, that. Now we're talking. That's a that's a skinny stack. I like. Yeah, you could do that. And then Houston gives oh, us. We cross with Houston. I think we cross with Houston and some of our other players. No, we talked about going with Cleveland, but we didn't go that direction because they got oh. Tennessee twice and then mm-hmm. Cleveland in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's look at Houston. Houston, they play Cleveland, 
week 16 and Tennessee, Tennessee. week 17. And Tennessee both at home. They play Tennessee week 15 as well. They got double Tennessee in the shootout. That's why I started liking Henry more this year was because Henry's going to run all over them two weeks, two out of three weeks in the shootout. Mm-hmm. 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 This is look, interesting. Look at the guys we talked about go all right after. We talked about Mooney. We talked about Singletary. We talked about Rasheed Rice. All three of the next four picks where I talked about Rasheed Rice. <laughs> There's so many receivers I like. Terrace Marshall's late. Trey McBride, wow. we, if he makes it back, I think it fits the team too well. Oh, I think we have to go. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going Trey McBride if he's there. But I fully expect mm-mm, best ball S to. I don't know. He's got two also. To hold our dreams in his hand. That's a quarterback heavy draft. Show them to us and then throw them on the ground. Stomp them out. Pickett's still on the board. Stafford's still on the board. You know who I really like? Jerome Ford. And the fact that they didn't even play him a single snap in preseason. Tells me he's going to play more. They're protecting him. Yeah. But, but he's not going to. Well, wait, actually, you have a whole round to go. He's, he's going to get drafted. Yeah, he probably will get drafted. He's definitely going to get drafted. I love Gainwell more than Ford. DPJ still there, too. He, he'll, DPJ will make it back. I'm a big fan of just receivers. Rashid Shahid's in there. I know he had a little injury, but he'll be, he'll be okay. Rashid Shahid's. Oh, my God. That's the stat. Oh, wait. Wait. Can we? Can we can we stack Car Shahid? Well, Car's on the top of the board. I doubt he makes it back. Um, it's not the craziest thing. Juwan Johnson's also. Didn't we say there. we had? I forgot the the um, Vegas is in the mix here because the, of the crosshairs. I forgot who they played though. Vegas is um, Chargers, Casey, Indianapolis. So Zamir White's now on the board for us too. That's right, Zamir White. But listen, this is something I talked about in the Mind of Mansion show. If you have there goes Drum Ford the singular exciting receiving option for a team, then whoever that quarterback is, especially if he's a late round quarterback, he's going to fall rounds past his typical ADP because it's the Chris Olave manager who is the one that is supporting his existing ADP. And if you are the Chris Olave manager and you refuse to draft him, you are going to initiate a free fall in his ADP in your particular draft room. Because there is no demand for Derek Carr outside us and whoever has Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas, the guy's two quarterbacks. He got Hurts and Rodgers, so probably unlikely to take him, but people take three quarterbacks all the time. In this so format. now Michael Thomas, manager, is set at quarterback. Yeah, the problem There's is officially no demand for Derek Carr. There's no one that wants Derek Carr. If we make it past this guy, we have a good chance but of actually did you getting the, the, the Juwan Johnson... This guy's probably after actually selected Kenny Pickett over Derek Carr as he should. Derek Kenny Pickett's better. This so guy, held, this guy only has one quarterback and it's Geno Smith, though. That's the problem. The guy who's picking right now. Yeah. So he's he could got, pick Stafford. He could pick anybody. He could, he pick, could pick Bryce Young. He could. Doesn't have to be Derek Carr. Dude, I found you know anytime they of, stare you know at the a clock, lot of people this long, hate though? Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr is not well liked. Oh, he didn't pick him. He took Thieland. Yes. Now everybody has two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he this might is make how it back. Late round quarterbacks go into free fall because their whole ADP is supported by Chris Olave drafters getting anxious. And if you're a Chris Olave drafter who is not anxious, then his ADP is necessarily at least a round later than what it shows in the queue on the player pool. 
this guy in the two holes looking at our team, looking at how he can fuck us, though. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why would you say that? There's so that's what people do in best ball. They literally just stack block. They will just look at what you have. And even if it is a detriment to their team, this is like the scum of the earth of best ball players. We need to think of a name for these people because these people exist. They literally will just look at there goes Derek Carr, his third quarterback, but they will just look. I took his third quarterback as Derek Carr. Yes. What a base move. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I mean, arguably, it might be his number one quarterback. Really strong move by him. He did need a third quarterback, though. He's got Richardson and Purdy right now. <laughs> this is brutal. Okay, well, there's still two guys I really like on the board right now. And we can push quarterback one more round. We're going to continue to push quarterback. CJ Stroud, we're going to hope we can get CJ Stroud later. And Ritter. Ritter. So there's 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 four people I really like here, actually. There's Trey McBride. There's Rashid Shahid. There's Zamir White. There's Donovan People Jones. What about, what about, what about, what about Jelani Woods? Yeah, you can get him later. All right, so we're going to wait because the yeah. ADP. Jelani Woods, you can get around like 16, 17. Okay. I have later shares too. Just depends. Um, Kenneth Gainwell should not be here. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell goes all over the place. He's a Kenneth Gainwell should not be here, period. Yeah, Gainwell's a, a tricky one. He goes in round 14. He goes. He has the 16. great best ball play because he has standalone value. He's their two-minute drill back by default. Trey McBride just, got, just went. If we don't have Derek Carr, stacking Shahid doesn't make sense. No, not as much, but it it's, gives you... You now have negative correlation against Olave. You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, like we can take him out. We don't, because we don't have Carr. I'm fine with that. You, let's just draft players we like right now. I like Zamir White a lot. There, look at the guy who can take Gainwell. Look at that. Oh, you fuck! <laughs> the same guy every time! Oh, Dream Crusher! <laughs> oh, my God. That that really hurt me. That hurt That hurt me, man. I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt, dog. I'm not feeling good. We got to go uh, DPJ Zamir White, I guess. Uh, that's the way I'm leaning. I'm just making sure we're not missing anybody. Um, yeah yeah that's that's the move that's what we got to do that's, that's it i'm leaning yeah let's do it let's take dpj first zamir white second that gives us four running backs one two three four five six seven eight receivers we're almost done i like going 10 receivers um can we though we have two tight ends we could take a third we'll need two so we'll need a tight end we'll need another probably two running backs we we'll probably get nine receivers in this build well if your first four receivers are Jefferson, Olave, Moore, Pittman. Yeah, you're pretty safe. With Cooks. I mean, Cooks is, uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the steadiest receivers of the last decade. So that, that is, Pittman it really is. He so doesn't miss a game. Moore doesn't miss a game. Cooks doesn't miss games, except you know, that, that, that one Super Bowl where he got concussed. And, and Jefferson never misses games. I mean, this is, wow. If there was a build where you could be, feel comfortable with eight or nine receivers, it'd be this build. I forgot we had Dulcich. We should stack a little bit more, a little bit more Bronco here. What about Marvin Mims, dude? Yeah, Mims. Oh, shit. He usually goes in 15, 16. Yeah, no, too late. He will not make it back. Marvin Mims would have been sexy. Yeah, I like Zamir White there better for us. We need a running back. Well, did you, how much more do you prefer Donovan Peoples Jones to Marvin Mims? I think it's close. I especially the consolidated target tree. 
now in, in inside Denver with all the injuries. But I think it's close now. But DPJ was a favorite target of Watson last year. Yes. And we he had several top 30 wide receiver weeks during during the end of the season. And it was he was kind of sneaky about it. Like it was, I think that he's going to have a larger role than people are expecting. And we got him as wide receiver 68. You want to hear the grossest possible stack that I think we maybe consider? Oh, I love gross stacks. Please tell me. Otten Mayfield. <laughs> you could do Otten and Mayfield. <laughs> Gives you Tampa. That finishes the week. We could do Ritter, Otten, Mayfield towards the end. It's, it's awful. kind of underrated. I don't mind it. I mean, Otten is the clear starting tight end. There's no one else there. No, we're gonna have to take Ritter next turn, though. So Ritter's one. Oh of no, the no, we're taking Ritter. We we're yeah. ta- oh we're taking Ritter. <laughs> Though Matthew Stafford continues to hang out there, and we could do a backdoor stack of Stafford and no, no, because you got Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson's gone. So you'd I have to either go to Van Jefferson. I you'd have to go two two at well. You'd have to go two two, or you have to go Puka Nakua if you want to go that oh, route. Boy, <laughs> that's grody, too grody. You know so, who's uh, still sitting there? Your favorite running back in the world, Chase Brown, who who goes with the Bills? No, 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 no. Michael Mayer is. I. You know what? To to go Otten over Michael Mayer, I don't think that's possible. But we might not be able to draft Mayer because we might have to pick Ritter. Mayer probably goes before he makes it back to us. It's probably not going to make it back to us. If Mims makes it back, though, that that makes the conversation. That's the thing. That's the thing. Mims could be there. Mims. If Mims makes it back to us, that's Ritter. That's where you go. go Mims Mims, Ritter, Ritter. and then you grab Otten late. I actually hope that happens. That I I like that idea because McBride's long gone. You know who I own a lot of this year that I made fun of you last year for drafting was Devontae Parker. Remember, remember our Devontae Parker debate. Yeah, Devontae Parker. He's a starter. And they just paid him $33 million. He's, he's going to be the starter for another year. <laughs> this is best ball. We just want targets. That's, we don't care at this point in the draft. And Juju's still having knee issues. Oh, Juju's dust. Juju's just as dusty as Devontae Parker. He's like three years younger. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got Keontae Ingram we could take with this team. Because the Arizona piece. Now we're Chicago. talking. Now we're talking. Don't forget about your Pierre Strong love. Yeah, Pierre Strong don't, is on the table. Don't keep that fire burning. We could I talk, am absolutely. We could, we could talk about Evan Hole for Indianapolis. Stack. I am abs. No, we have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if he's if that's he's negative be. correlation up. But to, he, we're what not if, doing that. We're not betting against no, ourselves. Okay. This is this is where you kind of hedge because if JT goes to a different he, team, kind of hedge. Now you have two of the starting running backs, arguably, because JT goes to a different team. Now you have the. 1B or 1A, whatever he's going to be, with probably Deion Jackson. We're really operating under under any possible like, notion of, of outcome that Jonathan Taylor's not a cult. I, I really, I, I, I don't, he may not be a cult. I, I think he he will play for somebody else before he sets out. Wait, okay, okay, let me just keep you focused. I'm, I'm looking at the queue. Can you just put Mac Hollins on your list? Make that's, sure we, yeah, got to make sure we get Mac round Hollins. 18. Okay. I also like Terrace Marshall, and I like Tyquan Thornton. Thornton, really? Yeah, Tyquan Thornton had weeks last year, and he runs a four-two. Yeah, he's kinda, and and he's gonna be playing. He'll probably get some jet sweeps. He'll get he'll get a lot of things. Oh, your your boy just went. Thank God. <laughs> Take all the bad players, so we don't have to even consider them. 
I can't believe Marvin Mims is going to make it back to us. He should not be here. I, I, you are. <laughs> you are jinxing us. Mm, Fucking, best ball S is, is listening, even though he's not listening, even though we're not live. He's dream, still listening. Dream Crusher in the two holes is going to kill us again. Dream Crusher. Stream <laughs> Destroyer. <laughs> well, Tannehill is also there. I'm, I'm looking up some backdoor stacking opportunities with Tannehill. Unfortunately, nothing with other than they have Houston, uh, Houston twice, and who do they play? 16. Nick Tennessee, Westbrook, Seattle. A. They have no. Seattle, so no. there's no good options there at all. No, it's it's Tannehill's going to Houston twice, and and the, the player I love on Houston, the player I want is Mechie. Mechie's the man. Mitch just went, didn't he? He went early Mitch in this one. Long gone. He went way early in this draft. He's long gone. The guy stacked him. We're we're potentially in line to get Marvin Mims. If listen, at this point, best oh ball God, ass has butt. just been selecting like best player available, and it's just the guy we also liked. If he goes Marvin Mims here, he needs running back still. If he goes Marvin Mims, I'm gonna he lose. Kind of needs re- mind. He kind of needs receiver too, though. Then our our. This recording is bugged. <laughs> he he is spying on us. We did we did we did unknowingly take DPJ from his stack because he has Watson. <laughs> does he have Watson with Cooper? <laughs> he does not have Cooper, so we unknowingly took his DPJ stack. Unknowingly, now I feel better about taking him. <laughs> He's looking at how he can fuck us. Look at this every time. That's why it takes forever. 18. He's analyzing our entire team. Sixteen. 14, 10, 9. Come on, man. Come. Hey, Mims. Mims Ritter. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Marvin Mims Ritter all day. This team's too easy. Too easy, assholes. Back around with Marvin Mims and Kate Otten. Mims is our wide receiver nine. That's awesome. That's sad. Mims has been climbing too. Like, I saw him go in the 15th, like the beginning of round 15 the other day. Because he's good. He's really good. Marvin Mims and Jaden Reed, the two second-round wide receivers, I expect to break out in the second half. Not Mingo. Not Rashi Rice. Mims is fast, too. Mims is electric. And the difference is he's the only second-rounder that was an early declare. The rest of those guys are all seniors. He's the number two training player right now on Player Profiler. Why don't we take care of tight end, though? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to address it here on the way back. So this is where we either get Jelani Woods, Kate Otten. So we're going to we're going to probably Michael take Mayer. Michael Mayer's still out there. Mayer's still out there, probably goes, though. So Hayden Hurst out there probably goes. Tyler Conklin goes. The thing is that we have a lot of tight ends ahead of, for some reason, tight end has really fallen in this draft, which is pretty rare for FFPC. Yeah. So I have a good feeling that we'll still get one more tight end that we like. I mean, we could even technically, if Ferguson makes it back to us, goes with Brandon Cooks. Yes. yes. There's still a lot of pieces out there. Yes. There Kate Otten. Kate Otten. Damn. Okay. That was actually yeah, the one. Kate with it. Now there's, there's been a little mini tight end run here. Luke Musgrave goes. Hayden Hurst. Kate Otten. Uh-oh. There's still a lot. I Jelani mean, Woods, though. Jelani Woods is still there. Happy to see Jelani Woods out there. Very happy to see it. I'm going to add Keontae Ingram to the queue here because we need another running back on the way back. We need another running back. Yeah, technically right now we only have four running backs because we did select Zamir White recently, but we're going to need at least five. Yeah, minimum five. Pierre Strong, Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly is going to have some standalone value. I think so too. He's going to, there's still, 
I mean, there's a lot of running backs you can get late this year that have some upside. I also like Evan Hall, but yeah. man, I'm just so allergic and averse to handcuffing and best ball. It's so gross. Yeah, I don't like stack cuffing, but it's it's, it's so one of those crazy. It is one of those things where if Jonathan Taylor does get traded, though, now you have two RBs from two different teams and arguably, you know, of course, the number one or whatever team JT lands on and arguably the number one slash two if he with Hole. So it's one of those things where, yes, it is a stack cuff currently, but it's not necessarily going to be the entire season. You know exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to play out. Yeah, probably Taylor's going to stay and then Hole's going to see like 30 carries all season. What do you think about Jimmy Graham on New Orleans? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a retirement party. They said he looks explosive. In the bathroom? <laughs> Dude, there's no way, Jimmy. Jimmy Graham and explosive in 2023. Yes, Can't be Are we at, at all interested, by the way, in Leonard Fournette here? Because it's getting very late. If he makes it back, Fournette, this is where you probably take Fournette and Hollins or Fournette and uh, Keontae Ingram and then, then see if Holland, see if Mac Hollins falls to you. We uh, absolutely must draft Hollins. <laughs> the problem is he goes undrafted a lot, so you can get him in round 20 all the time. The issue is if we don't get on this one, then it kind of messes with our stack. So <laughs> no, no, we, we got to get him. So here, here, here's the question though. The, the, the next question really is who else, right? Who else? Keontae yeah. Ingram makes a lot of sense because of our week 16 Arizona stack with Chicago. So he's on the board. Leonard Fournette is just probably going to land somewhere and probably still going to be top 40 back. Kareem Hunt, probably going to land somewhere eventually, probably top 40, 45 back. So those guys are always in consideration. On the I think that there's a lower probability that Kareem Hunt lands anywhere. There, it's possible the NFL has just said, you know, we're done. It's a possibility. We're done. You know who we're, else we're is not, actually... It's not worth it. It's not worth the aggravation. There's another... So there's also uh, Malik Davis, who nope. goes with Dallas and Sky. Moore. No, because we're not sure it's Malik Davis. What about what about Rico Doddle? Rico Doddle's been running with the twos. No so way. Then, so then Rico Doddle could be around twenty pick. No, I mean, can we just not <laughs> just just go just away not and pick. just assume Ezekiel Elliott goes there? You know what we could do? It's kind of gross, but you could go Cordell Patterson and Mac Collins on the next pick because it gives you a running back position and the Atlanta stack for Chicago. That's true. Now, I, I do want to mention a player before the end of the draft. I want to mention a player that is going late that I like on a good offense. You can that mention it now. He's actually no one's listening. lined up to be the starter, I believe, in three receiver sets. His name's Deontay Hardy. Oh, in Buffalo. Yeah. Deontay Hardy in Buffalo is very interesting. You think over Shakir, huh? If Shakir doesn't fire, Deontay Hardy is, has been a quality receiver. At, at points in his career with the saints, especially, and it wasn't a great situation that he was in there. And, and he, he has had weeks. He's interesting. Hardy's interesting. Calvin Austin's interesting as these late, late, late receivers, though our receiver room is so stacked. Yeah. We have nine. We don't We're by taking Holland's gives us 10. We, 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 we I'm just, I want to make sure that two, we, we, we just talk about these receivers late. We're not going to be drafting any of them because we're, we're going for Holland's. Unless mm-mm, best ball s, if mm-mm, best ball s takes Hollins, then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be unreasonably angry. 
So the question is, the biggest question we have left outside of the players that we know we want, the order is still to be determined. But do we want to go just two QBs and go super fragile or with Ritter and Fields, or do we want to add a third quarterback in the mix of this team? Well, we could. If we add a third quarterback, there's no tight end we're adding. We could. Another option. This might be a two-tight end build, actually. This could. I should bring up another option. This is a backdoor stack that is as late as you could possibly imagine. It's 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 not for the faint of heart. Okay. Mac Jones, Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, you could do that. They stack with Buffalo week 17. It's not the craziest thing of all. That would be kind of hilarious. And then you could see if Pierre Strong makes it back. It but we, we talked about having to take Mac Hollins. We, I think we have to take Mac Hollins, and then we're going to have a conversation. Are we going Baker Mayfield? Though we don't have any Buccaneers receivers. We don't have any. We, we have Rashad White, though. Rashad White is, thankfully, a great receiver. There goes Cordell Patterson. There goes the option that we even had there. Interesting. Okay, so Mac Hollins is... Is it Mac Hollins and Leonard Fournette here? I think Matt Collins for sure. We want to take him with 19, though. So who are we picking first? So it's either Pierre Strong, <sighs> Leonard Fournette, because we need a running back here, or Keontae Ingram. Keontae we have Ingram. to decide, are we going with a third quarterback or not? I'm fine saying no unless one of them comes all the way back to 20. We don't like somebody. Okay. That's Forn- the answer there. Fournette, Keontae Ingram here. Fournette, Keontae, or Pierre Strong. Or Pierre Strong. I lean Fournette probably over both those guys. Let's just take Matt Collins and let's have a debate. Right. Okay, Matt Matt Collins is there. So now it's either Fournette, who, if he lands somewhere, probably immediately in the mix, top 40 RB. Keontae Ingram, I know he just got a little injury, but he's fine. And then they... He might not be any good, though. And they added more than Matt a terrible team, and Kyler Murray... I like the uh, chances of Fournette better. Actually, we'll crowd out touchdowns. Pierre Strong is interesting, but Pierre Strong could easily be available in the next round. He could be in the next round. Yeah, there's no there's no guarantee someone's going to select Pierre Keontae Strong. Ingram could be in the next round. Let's go Fournette. Can we just please select Fournette? Yeah, let's go Fournette. He shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be here. Back. Yeah. If Fournette's been falling, though, just because he hasn't signed anywhere. We all know yeah. why he hasn't signed anywhere. Come on. He doesn't want to pray. He doesn't want to go. So our running back room now is Jonathan Taylor, Rashad White, Roshan Johnson, Zamir White, Leonard Fournette. And Fournette goes in like round 16, 17. So That's we got not like, bad. We got a good discount on him. Round 19, Leonard Fournette. I'll take it. We have our receiver room is totally done, locked in. Complete. 10 receivers. Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Brandon Cook, Sky Moore, Rondale Moore, Donovan Peoples Jones, Marvin Mims, Matt Collins. We have as fragile of a two tight end build as you could possibly imagine with Dulcich Komet. As fragile of a two quarterback build as you could ever imagine with Fields and Ritter. They're both mobile. One of them is completely unproven. The other one has <laughs> been injured both seasons because he runs at such a high volume. This is as fragile of a lineup as you could possibly get. And yet it's so sexy because this receiver room, this receiver group, these 10 receivers are just to die for. Yeah, the 10 receivers are great. It's so interesting. So now we're in cover our ass mode in the final rounds, which is great because it opens up running back, quarterback, and tight end because we could sure up a running back position and go fragile at those other two, or we could sure up one of those other two. I don't necessarily think we have to go six running backs with this build. So we have one more pick to go. Yeah, one more pick. 
because right now we have Taylor, Rashad White, Roshan Johnson, Zamir, and Fournette. So let's think about this options. Let's let's talk about it before the, it comes back. No, no, we are betting on Josh Jacobs missing games and Leonard Fournette signing. Those two things happen. Yeah. Our running back group is is locked in just fine. It's an asset. If, and then you're strong. Yeah. The only problem is if JT does go against what we believe will happen, now our running back rune is pretty thin. Then then Rashad White is our RB1. Roshan is our RB2 who's who's been impressing in camp and been doing well in pass protection, which is good to hear. So he probably eventually takes the starting role. At the very least, probably immediately takes the pass protection and third down role. Zamir White is a lottery ticket right now. As if much you're so worried about can. the running game, then you should be selecting Joshua Kelly. Uh, Kelly, Kelly's just not that good. Neither is Kanta Ingram. No, I know. Kanta Ingram just, oh man. Joshua Kelly is going to have weeks in best ball just because the team wants to preserve Eckler. Yeah, and they and do there's always the get him Eckler, in the uh, injury contingent value. There's no one behind him. Isaiah Spiller can't play. Yeah, the other only other tight end I was even really thinking about went was Austin Hooper. Joshua Kelly's gone. Doesn't matter. Thank you. So Keontae Ingram becomes very interesting. We've decided we're sticking with two tight ends, right? Because n- there's no more tight ends you want. I mean, you could go super upside play and go Kansas City. To we talked about Kansas City, you could go Noah Gray and hedge that Kelsey gets hurt because Noah Gray is not that, mo- that that owned in this tournament. And if that happens, now you have Sky Moore and Noah Gray. But that's a pure. Lottery ticket is all it is. It's pretty lame. It's Baker lame. Mayfield's gone. Yeah, Baker was the other one that was in our queue. Baker Mayfield's gone. Now it's down to Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Mike White, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew. I mean, Tucker Will Craft Levitt. is kind of interesting still, too. Who? Tucker Craft, the rookie no, in Green Bay. No, 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 no. The, the probability a tight end breaks out who's a rookie is low. And then he has to then be better than Luke Musgrave. That's highly unlikely. Shoemaker is coming back from his plantar fasciitis soon. That's Dallas with our Brandon Cooks. No, I don't, we're not doing I think, a rookie. We're I think we just go. Player. I think we're going fragile tight end. We're doing I fragile think. tight end. We we have two locked in number one starters, Dulcich and Komet. They're proven. They're in their prime. There's no worries with with playing time or role. That's the that's when when you feel like you are compelled to go with a third tight end because there's some ambiguity with the role. Like what? When is Ertz coming back? What is his role going to be when he comes back? Uh, playing next to or with McBride, there's ambiguity there. There's no ambiguity with Komet. There's no ambiguity with Dulcich. At quarterback, you could just go Trey Lance and just shoot the moon there. You could shoot the moon there. You could go Mac Jones, who's probably going to start eighty plus percent of the year. There's no there's no stack, but he's got Kansas City and Denver weeks 15 and 16. So you got some correlation at least. So we have Mac Jones correlation. I think it's Keontae Ingram, man. It sure is at the running back position. It gives us that that's our more correlation with Chicago, which is week 16 and then week 17 with Arizona with Chicago. And that would give you Rondell Moore and Keontae Ingram from that team. Gives you six running backs. So fragile. I love it, man. I love it. Let's At go, least Jack the tight ends Ingram. we have, the tight ends we have could all both, both of them could be inside the top 12. No, no, it's fine. No, I, we're not going tight end. I have dispelled any notion of us drafting a tight end here. We're fine at tight end. I think I'm very comfortable. Keontae Ingram 
may be selected by a manager named Best Ball S. I just want to warn you that that's a possibility now. <laughs> just putting it out there. Could happen. There's also Kenny McIntosh. Oh, he got hurt the other day. Oh, that's sad. He had his knee bent all awkward. Oh, and then, Jesus. And then what's his name? Um, what about Char- DJ Dallas? Charbonnet came back. He's already back. No. We're- Charbonnet's Char- hand is being strengthened. Charbonnet's back, and I think Walker's going to be fine. Terrace Marshall. Oh, it- he went Terrace Marshall. We don't it's- need a receiver. That, that would That's a great pick, though. Mm-hmm. Best ball last doing a great job. We're going Keontae Ingram. We're locking it in. We're stacking the Bears like you've never seen. Unbelievable job, Billy. I like the draft overall. Oh, God, yeah. I really like it, actually. We, we always got, like our drafts, but we, yeah. But this is we great. got discounts on Dulcich and Komet. I mean, Komet was by ADP, but Dulcich was a discount. Tied in with late in this draft. I'm very happy with how things played out. I mean, let's read the team Fields for the audience. Ritter, Fields Ritter is such a crazy, fragile QB build. But they both have rushing upside, which is great. But I love it. And I'm not a person that's sitting here going, don't don't forget about Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke <laughs> could start games. Taylor Heineke. Hey, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke's nothing. Taylor Heineke had his moment, right? You have to identify players that have had their moment and they're unlikely to repeat that moment. Heineke had his moment and it's over. Okay. Our quarterbacks are Fields and Ritter. Who are our running backs? Let's run through the whole for, for the audio listeners. Let's just run through rounds one through 20. So round one in from the one hole, we took Justin Jefferson. Round two, into round two, Chris Olave. Round three, we took Jonathan Taylor. We did that deliberately so we could push Jonathan Taylor's ADP down one more spot. Justin Fields in round four. DJ Moore in round five. Rashad White in round six. Michael Pittman in round seven. Brandon Cooks in round eight. Sky Moore in round nine. Why don't you read the rest of them? That is, that, that, that's a beauty. That is, that is a beauty. Let me go to our team briefly. So, uh, round 10. Sky Moore in round nine, right? Yep. And then Greg Dulcich in round 10. Cole Komet in round 11. Then in round 12, end of round 12, Roshan Johnson. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Rondale Moore to open up round 13. At the end of round 14, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Then in round 15, Zamir White. Marvin Mims in round 16. And finally, we came back with our second quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Then Mac Hollins to round out our Atlanta stack with Ritter. <laughs> Just the, the most backdoor stack of all time. And I love it. We reached I on it, it, too. We did reach on it. We reached a little bit. Leonard Fournette, incredible value. Keontae Ingram at the end. Bang! That's it. So, again. Fields Ritter at quarterback, Taylor White, Johnson, Zamir White, Fournette Ingram at running back. Receivers are Jefferson, Olave, Moore, Pittman, Cooks, Sky Moore, Rondale Moore. We have three mores. Hard to get more mores than that. Then we have Donovan Peoples-Jones, Marvin Mims, Matt Collins, and we round it out at tight end. Dulcich, Komet, oh baby. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.